1: to the from the shadows podcast i'm your host shane grove and uh noticeably absent again is the super producer although i did get a text as we were going on to air he is uh he is really ready he's getting healthier he's uh pretty close to being ready he said he's excited to get back so um i think i saw today he was actually on social media a little bit it was his birthday and people were wishing him happy birthday so by the time this comes out it'll be a couple weeks late but happy birthday super producer so you know if if you didn't catch there was a birthday get on our social media when this comes out and wish him a belated birthday and I won't tell anybody how much older he is than me but it's it's a lot just just know that it's a lot um and I'm only saying that because he's not on air to to refute that so I just want to remind everybody that uh If you're tuning in if if you have a a story or an experience you want to share with us you can find us on uh, facebook on the from the shadows podcast facebook page or the after the shadows forum page send us a message to there you can find me on instagram at shane grove author or find us on our uh, from the shadows podcast instagram page and send us a message and the best way is our website, the FromTheShadowsPodcast.com, and hit the contact button and send us an email. So all those ways work. Um, and, you know, whatever you're most comfortable with, um, feel free to reach out and I'll get a hold of you because uh, we love to hear your stories. So uh, our guest that we're going to have today, and and I, I think everybody should kind of buckle up a little bit, put your seatbelts on if you're driving, uh, put your seatbelts on if you're not driving, because I think this is going to be a, a, an episode you're glad that uh, you uh, tuned in to listen to. Um, and this is this gentleman I'm bringing on. I actually saw uh, saw him sharing his story on another Facebook page, and I reached out to him, and he was gracious enough to uh, call me and blow me away with a, a great conversation. And so I, I'm glad he has agreed to come on and join me and talk about his experience. And, uh, I think you guys will be, uh, be excited for some of the, uh, input and theories this gentleman has to put forward. So, um, JB, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I, I, like I said, I am, uh, I am honored that you joined us. So I want you to, I don't want to give anything away because I, I I know we're 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 kind of um, we're under a cloak of anonymity. anonymity anonymity. I can't even say it, an <laughs> I can't even
0: <laughs> say
1: it. How terrible <laughs> is that? Oh my gosh, it's a good thing I was an English major. Anyway, just because I can write it doesn't mean I can speak it. Um, we're under a cloak of darkness, <laughs> so to speak. There you go. Um, we need to keep some some mystery to your identity and uh so so i want you to kind to kind of introduce yourself and uh let's let's get into where you were what you were doing why you were there as best as you can best as you can tell and uh, let's let's just get into what your uh, experience was okay so
2: oh like you said my name is jb and i uh i served in the army for a while i I am currently retired not dead retired um and i got involved in some of the upper echelon of, of of units and uh one of our little training deals was me and two other guys we went out just outside of Alamogordo, New Mexico. And if you're familiar with the area, there's there's a very, very large military installation out in that area. I don't want to say its name. If you know, you know. But um we were testing out some of our uh, some of our equipment, doing some field testing for some things and doing day trials night trials things like that and uh at night was when uh we all had our experience and as far as i know it's everybody's first the the one everybody that was with me it was their first experience as well as mine um and i have not had one since and they have not had one since as far as i'm aware but it was one guy will talk about it a little bit and then another guy doesn't doesn't even want to mention it because he's had he's had other paranormal things happen with him um and he's not real vocal about those those types of experiences
1: well and i can tell so so when you, you know, when you, when we first spoke uh, last week, I mean, I could tell that this experience, even as you're telling, we're telling it to, you know, we, we hadn't even really gotten into it and I could hear in your voice, like it really, it really shook you and and knowing, you know, some of your background and your experience, I'm like, that really made me pause. I'm like, man, if this, if this gentleman experienced this and it shook him to this, to his core, this many years later, like, uh, how would the average person have an experience like this and and not be just terrified to even step foot in the woods again? You know, that's what I, I took away. That's what I took away from it. It, it wasn't like,
2: it's not like something that you are absolutely terrified of, but you're you're grasping at strings to try to explain to yourself and your mind what it saw, if that makes any sense. It's just, it's one of those things where you don't have that file folder in your brain, because, you know, everybody hears, you know, oh, they're Bigfoot, it's, it's out here, it's out there, it's over there. But, you know, you kind of just, you don't really think about it and you go out and you're doing something not any, in any way, shape or form associated with any of that. And you have some weird things happen and it just, it, it manifests and you're just, you're looking at it and you just don't know how to
1: explain it to yourself. If that, I don't, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does. I think it does. Especially, I think it will definitely make sense to the people that are listening that have had an experience. So, so, so describe to us then like kind of where you guys were at, what you were doing and, and how, you know, what happened, what took place? So we were up in elevation.
2: Um, like I said, we were, testing out some some equipment some of our gear and you know we were basically there all day we were there the whole day prior and didn't have anything weird happen but uh that night we had a small fire because it was kind of cold and where we came from was much lower in elevation so we went up to where we were at and it was like man, I can't remember who's, it was a difference of like, maybe there was 60 degrees down where we were at. And then we went up there and it was, we expected there to be snow on the ground is is the difference in temperature. If you can kind of get that in your mind, but there was no snow on the ground or anything like that. So we had a little fire and we were kind of just shooting the bull, getting ready to, to turn in. And uh my one buddy was going into his tent and he whistled this tune and what he whistled is something that he picked up from like his grandfather it's not like any song that you can kind of point at it was just like this this tune of you know i'm kind of doing i'm doing something you know if somebody's fixing something, they'll they'll whistle something. Or if they're, uh, is that am yeah. I making sense with that?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's just, not, it's just a little <clears throat> personal thing that somebody would you know like a noise somebody's making, and it wasn't like he, you know, I've been working on the railroad, what you know, whistling to that, you know. So. Right. <laughs> um. So he whistled that,
2: and then he goes in his tent. And you hear him rustling in his tent and then he just, he stops moving. And I hear it again. And for the first time thinking of it, we thought that he had whistled it again, but we quickly realized that he didn't, when he came flying out of his tent, like, did you guys hear that? And. We're like, uh, I thought it was you. And he goes, nope. So we quickly changed our whole posture. Like somebody's out here and they shouldn't be Um, because it was, it was on government land. Um, There shouldn't be anybody out there, especially where we were at. So we started grabbing our, grabbing some of our gear and, and looking around. And when we heard it. After he said it wasn't him, you kind of like realize and you look where you heard it come from. And it's like past his tent, like 20 or 30 feet. Which was right where there just happened to be a tree line. So there's this tree line back there. And once you get to that tree line, I mean, it is it's thick. It's thick woods. And so we start going up, going towards the sound. And we're like looking, we got our flashlights and stuff like that. And we're looking, we can't see anything, looking, 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 going a little bit further, going a little bit further. And it was kind of weird how, and I don't remember whose light hit it first, but I'd say just on the edge of where our flashlights light could like uh like light something up and you could tell what it was it was like just past that where you know your light's hitting something but you can't tell if it's a raccoon or a cat kind of thing if that makes any sense yeah so one of us hit the light on it and it quickly turned into all three of our lights are on this thing and you know we still at this point don't even know what it is but it's like this big mass it's it's like a it's something where if you look into the woods and you see it next to a tree it's it's not like it's out of place but it's something that really shouldn't be there so we're all looking at it and we start yelling like because the first thought when we heard some something whistle was okay there's a crazy person out here and they're about to <laughs> they're about to get you know hurt or something like that because you know we were we were very armed um we had all kinds of stuff out there with us but uh so we're shining our lights on this thing and we're yelling i mean come here make yourself known blah blah blah. we don't want anybody to get hurt and you know doing the whole military thing you know show who's bigger and this thing kind of like slowly turned and all of our lights are on this thing's head this thing turns its face towards us and we're immediately getting hit with like orange like orange like an amberish kind of eye shine from it which was, I mean, you, you look at when you get like eye shine from a human, it's not orange. So that was the first sign. Something's kind of weird. And this thing kind of, it was crouched just a little bit where it's like, you know, if you put something in the microwave and you kind of lean in a little bit to like hit the numbers on the microwave, that's how like it was crouched. And it just turns away from us and quickly, but very calmly walked off and we're all, you know, we're all yelling and it was kind of just like, okay, I guess we'll shut up now. Um, Cause it just walked off and you're looking at it. You're like, that's not a person uh, walked off on two legs and when we went up there, you know, it's it's nighttime, it's dark. We can't really see all that much. But we wanted to make sure that we had the right area because as soon as the sun was going to come up, we wanted to, you know, go back over there and check it out. So we marked the area. We used an infrared chem light, which is it's basically a, pla- a glow stick, right, except you need night vision in order to see it. So we marked it with that. And then we marked it with, I don't know if I'm telling too much, but there's a way to take two 9-volt batteries and you basically daisy-chain them together and it creates heat. So you can see that spot with thermals. So we marked it with that on a branch um, that was it's called engineer tape and it's called a bunch of other things like type one nylon kind of thing, but it's like uh, it's not tape. It's just a one inch wide nylon strand. And these batteries are taped to the nylon and you connect them together and you hang it on something. So it can either be, Hey, friendlies are here or, Hey, this is something important or whatever. Um, so we marked this location. Because we really couldn't see much of anything, and we went back to our campfire, which we promptly threw a bunch of wood on <laughs> because we're sitting there like we're trying to did you see that? and we we asked each other, like, was that a bear? And we're like, no. you saw its face. It wasn't a bear. was it was it this? No, was it that? No, was it? And you know, was it somebody wearing like a bunch of clothes or something like that and we didn't really fully we, we didn't really fully realize what it was until that morning uh, by the way we didn't freaking sleep we just kind of stayed up and stayed by the fire and you know if somebody started to like nod their head we'd wake them up cuz nobody wanted to be the only one awake with that thing out there um and the sun comes up and we waited till it was like the sun is up enough to where you can just start recognizing features and things like that with the with the amount of sunlight that's out so we start heading back over there and you know i'm a pretty strong guy and i'm pretty fast and i'm you know i'm very very good at, at well used to be very very good at what i did in the military um with as far as like reconnaissance tracking uh you know shooting th- all these things and when we saw what we saw in the daytime made the nighttime that much more uh serious if i can use that word so the first thing we saw was the chem light that we put there the uh the glow stick and it was straight up ripped in half um if you bend plastic like that it's it will turn white and it'll you know show signs of like heat from bending it so much and everything like that this was straight up ripped in half and I know i couldn't do that (laughs) i'm a pretty strong guy um so the next thing was the uh two batteries that we put together to create a heat signature where we saw it that was moved a little bit it wasn't where we put it it was still on the same branch but it was higher up on the branch and You know as we're like looking at it we're like well i can't i can't reach that (laughs) okay so where we saw this thing was probably 70 to 80 feet from our fire right so this thing came back and it was 70 to 80 feet away from us and we didn't hear it come back which is troubling because every single one of us was very very good at what we did that's why we were out there testing certain stuff um and it just kind of like once you started seeing things you're like okay this is getting kind of weird and you see these two big depressions where this thing had to have been standing uh you know and we're like Nothing that you could consider like a footprint, but depressions and they're about 15 to 16 inches. Um, and we were trying to figure out, you know, how tall it was and everything like that. So we did the thing where my buddy stood where it was. And we went back to where we were when we hit it with our flashlights. And I, I kind of just went like like sunk in my heart a little bit when I saw how short he was compared to it while it was crouched even. So he's six two and this thing crouched was easily a foot taller. And we could tell that based off of the branches that were on the tree. And we're, he's standing there and we're just looking and we're looking at each other like this can't, this can't be real. Um so we ended up staying out there a whole other day and uh didn't have anything anything happen. But it was it was interested in what we were doing, if that makes any sense. I, I that's what I feel like, but I also feel like it was uh, I, i'm I'm at a loss for words, even even still. And this happened, man, this happened like
1: twelve years ago. I, I, like I said, I mean, I could tell last week when we talked that even that long ago it's still you you were still having trouble um, thinking about. It. I mean, and that's uh, I mean, twelve years is a long time. Just right. To have it to have it still be um, that fresh, uh, in your, in your mind. Um, but as you were telling this, as you were telling this, you know, my, as I'm hearing the story again, another thought, um, entered my mind that I don't know if we talked about, but do you, so the first time you guys, you know, the light, you guys, all the lights hit this creature and you guys are, you know, trying to get it to identify itself. And then it just kind of disappeared. How far away do you think it really went? <laughs> because well, here's, I know you, I know you, so said here's you the didn't thing. hear sound uh, have a leaving. Maybe it didn't go that far. I well, thought, here's wow. so here's
2: the thing about that. When it left, I mean, it wasn't like I'm going to sprint. It just walked. But even though it was walking. I'm good in the woods. Those, my other two buddies are good in the woods and there's no way we would have been able to, to keep up with it, given the terrain, how thick the woods were and just the, the, the sheer speed of this thing. I mean, it was, it was gone and it was deliberate. Like it knew where it was going and like you said, like very little sound, like we were looking where it went, the direction of travel. And there's like, you could barely call it a game trail where this thing walked away. And I have no idea how we didn't hear more noise or see more sign. I mean, there was not one broken branch where this thing went. There was barely foot depressions and with something that's that tall and that wide, I mean, how much would it would it possibly have to weigh unless it's like a friggin Pomeranian where ninety percent
1: of its appearance is just fur? <laughs> I somehow don't think that that's the case. No, no, I don't either. Like <laughs> I don't think that's the case at all, you know but but, yeah, you make a great point. A lot of people. I mean, you hear the stories of, you know, for instance, people following track lines and then they just disappear out in the middle of nowhere, almost like it became either it got lifted up and picked up off the game trail or walked or off its footprint trail or it walked backwards and then exited to make you think that it got picked up out of midair or it all of a sudden was able to go in a different direction so light footed that it didn't doesn't leave tracks so what's the best explanation for that you know but none of those are very plausible to me I mean you know? so
2: from a military standpoint there's ways to like disguise where you've been you know what I mean especially with with numbers and things like that like if I'm walking in mud and you're walking behind me and you walk in the same footprints footprints as mine uh and the guy behind us walks in the same footprints you know it's more than one but you have no idea how many you know what i mean um and there's ways of you know one of the things that we used to do is we used to carry a, a broom head with us And if we walked somewhere, we would, if we left footprints, we would get rid of some of them just with the broom head. You could still see like, you know, something was there, but it would disguise numbers and it would make it more difficult to detect if something was actually there, but this, this thing, I mean, when it turned and it turned to its right and walked off, which was our left. And we went over there the next day and we're looking and I'm like dumbfounded at where this, where could this thing have gone? Because it's taller than the branches on this barely made game trail. And, you know, I don't remember seeing it crouch as it left because I remember it took at least five steps on two legs Right. And it was just it was nuts. And the only time when we smelled something and the only reason I'm thinking of it is because somebody somebody asked me the question on on that Facebook post. They asked, did you ever smell anything? And it was weird because we did and we all brought it up. But it was after it had gone when we smelled it and we walked up to the area it was at and i'm i i do not remember if it's the way the wind was blowing or or anything like that but uh it smelled like and you tell me if this is in line with what people have told you but it smelled like rotten eggs bo and something that had been dead for a while
1: yeah, that that's a pretty common description of the smell. I mean, not that it, you know, it's just everybody the the worst smells that you can imagine, and you combine them in the one. Yeah. and that's what. And but like and, the bo, it was so bo doesn't quite cut it. It was
2: like intense <laughs> bo, and I don't know if it's because we're military guys and we've been out, you know, we, we're used to being out for like thirty days sometimes without a shower and you're like smell each other and you're just like, it's friggin' gross. But, uh, th- it was, it was bad. Like, I mean, it was bad, but it was only for like maybe five seconds. Right. And it almost made you like your, your gag reflex kind of act up. You're just sitting there like, what is that? And then as soon as you made mention of it, it was gone. And we're like, you know you smelled that right? Mm, yeah, I smelled it. Did you smell it? Yeah, I smelled it. So it's like, what the heck was it?
1: well, that that's what makes me that's why I asked, like how far away maybe did it even go? when that's you guys, interesting
2: when you guys, so you know, when when we were looking at the depressions, so there was the two depressions that were right by the tree where where we initially saw it. and you know, there was like, it almost looked as if some of the depressions were facing 180 degrees from other ones, and meaning it was a coming route and a going route, something that had traveled before at least one time, but it was... I want to say there was probably and i'm I'm trying to go off a of memory here and what what we saw in the in the daytime, but it was there was probably five, five or so depressions that we could see. Um, and some of them were within that game trail like you could see one off to the left of it and one off to the right and we're we're just looking at each other like how how is that how did this thing get in there and how did it not tear half of the forest down with it when it went through it was just something we couldn't we i still can't wrap
1: my head around it yeah and that's i mean that's kind of Like, it seems to me, like, I I just am thinking, to me, not knowing anything, really, that maybe that thing really didn't go that, you know, it just got out far enough away that you guys thought it was gone, and that's why maybe you still smelled it somewhat, and that's why it was able maybe so easily to get back to where it was and mess with the the, uh, light stick and stuff. You know, maybe it didn't, you know, take off and was three or 400 yards away waiting for you guys to go to sleep. Maybe it was just, maybe it knew enough that it could get just far enough away from you guys that you guys weren't going to chase after it too much further. Well, since you brought that up,
2: after I was looking back, you know, I had a lot of, obviously I've had a lot of time to think about that incident. Um I, I get the feeling that it is, it wasn't worried about us catching it, if that makes any sense. it's it, it was almost like, you know, you can see me, that's fine, but you're not getting anything else. You know what I mean? This yeah. thing knew that we were not going to be able to get after it. For one reason or another, and you know, with the shape that we were all in, the the equipment that we had, that's that's gutsy, to say the least because we
1: were we were that's good what you, that's what you were trained to do is to go find find somebody and or something and and um, you know that's what you <laughs> specifically
2: (laughs) ones that didn't want to be found
1: And so i mean that has to really be i don't know how you wrap your and i know you probably couldn't i mean it sounds like you couldn't like to sit there and think like that's what you guys are supposed to be able to do stuff somebody or something that doesn't want to be found And that and let's face it bigfoot is the epitome of the thing that does not want to be found and like what do you do i mean you guys are out there i mean you can't if that thing got that close to you guys close enough that it could whistle and for you guys to hear it you know really clearly how i mean you guys there's no way you guys felt comfortable of well let's let's go back to wh- where we can you know get out of where we're at here out in the middle of nowhere. Let's let's just leave. It's not that probably never crossed your mind. No, but we were
2: in in that moment after the whistle and we started, you know, who's there kind of thing. And you know, we're grabbing our stuff and we're moving to that area you know, we never heard noise one of this thing moving away from us and going over to that tree. But you know it did because we heard it so much closer than where we saw it. Um, and that's, that also begs the question was, was there more than one? Which is kind of creepy because we only saw the one, we only heard the one, barely heard the one. Uh, and we only heard it really clearly when it felt like it wanted to be heard is, is the feeling that I got from the whole encounter.
1: Wow. Wow. That's so, so what, so what do you guys, other than just saying, you know, Hey, did you guys see that? And everybody's staying awake. I mean, did you guys ever consider any other action that night while you're sitting there? Or was it just more, let's get through the night and then and see what the morning brings?
2: It was It was kind of
1: that. Because,
2: A, that wasn't what we were there for. And, B, it wasn't a person or a bear. So, that begs the question, what was it? You know what I mean? Yeah, you can't really go off track of what it is you're supposed to be doing, so we're just kind of sitting there, and you know, it's like that was <laughs> that was what, whatever that was, you know, that's what happened. And we're gonna try to get a little more information when the sun starts coming up, but going after it, like. I mean, we saw the way it moved. And, you know, have you ever heard anybody say, pick your battles because you can't win them all?
1: Like it yeah, was, it's, a, it's every day at the post office. It's every day at the post office. <laughs> pick your battles.
2: <laughs> but it was, that's the way it was. I mean, the way for us to sit there and say, like, there's no way. Like, that's that's a whole other level of moving. and. And I you know, I kind of think about, you know maybe throughout my time in the military, maybe maybe that's how opposing forces felt at least a couple of times, where it's like, there's nope, there's no way. not not doing that. but it, but that's that's seriously what it was, where it's just like, all right, kind of turn around and it's like, well, we lost we lost that one. You know what I mean? It's like that's that's over. That whole thing's over it can have all of my nopes with how big it was and how fast it was and how creepy it was. It's that's, that's going to stay over there. Now, if it would have came, if we would have heard it again, and if it would have came with, you know, within a reasonable distance of where we were, um, there would have been a much different response because now we're going from uh you know getting after something now we're protecting ourselves you see what i'm saying and i think it understands the
1: difference between the two that's um that's an interesting point like and we kind of touched on like you know i think you kind of brought that up that you in the mean since then that you have uh that you've kind of thought put a lot of thought into how people experience these things and that maybe it kind of understood more than what you was maybe possible of what you right. guys were doing out there and what your capabilities were. Right. And, and for something
2: to, to have an understanding of that and to still, I'm just going to use this term very loosely for for it to understand how good we were, what we had, and to, to mess with us. That's that shows a high level of confidence in, in abilities. Um, but the other, the other thing is, and I I feel like we keep gravitating towards it. I feel like, (sighs) sightings that people have you know i've since that uh, experience that i that we had it was one of those things where it's like okay well this person had an experience too and that person had an experience too so let me kind of look at what they what they noticed and what happened with them and the more i look at them look at these
0: encounters it seems as though,
2: and I'm, you know, I didn't do it. I didn't say it the entire time that we talked before and I still haven't said it, but I'm going to say it now. Bigfoot is able to tailor the encounter to the individual or individuals, meaning okay what i mean by that is this thing is able to understand what kind of posture you're in and by posture i mean like how defensive are you how aggressive are you um and it's able to kind of like people that have these up in your face encounters they're they're gentle people for the most part right or they don't have the capability at that time to to be violent or they bank on the fact that I'm bigger and I'm louder and I'm stronger and I'm just going to shake this tree right next to your tent and you're going to wet yourself. So it kind of knows responses that it can get to certain actions, but it, it just feel, I feel like there's some level of intelligence there that goes beyond what we're able to think of as like normal thinking, normal thought process and everything like that it's got to have something something a little extra to be able to decipher just by looking right or feeling with something that we don't know how it feels it but
1: um, <sighs> well like I think would uh... And what you're saying is like a bear, if you ran into a bear, okay, uh, a bear's either going to attack you or run away. It's not right. going to like sit there and think about it and ponder and say, does he have a weapon? Is he like going to come after me? You know, is he, you know, is this just an accidental meeting? Is he hunting me? Is he, bear's either just going to attack you or run away. Okay. A person is really the only another human being is really the only other animal that is going to have that ability to, for of critical thought to, to kind of assess the situation. Right. Problem like solving and yeah, things like that. Yeah. And say, so like, what are my chances here? Or if I push the envelope or should I just turn around and leave? Or can I scare these people really good? And they're not going to, like you said, and yeah. So, I, I mean, that's the, I, I started thinking about what, you, when you said that, and I thought, you know, that does seem to be um, a, a real consistent um, through line is that a lot of people, unless, it seems like the ones that seem to be very violent, or there is a adverse reaction from the creature are ones when somebody has a gun and has it in a manner of which the animal or the creature thinks it might be in danger of being shot, or maybe you're getting too close. You're in an area where maybe you're too close. You shouldn't be
2: and right. They so get that you, was, and they want to
1: get you out of there.
2: Yes. That was the other thing we talked about the, the other deciding factor in how these things act or react to whatever it is we're doing, it seems to be, and you know, I don't know this for a fact because I've never been invited for tea over at Bigfoot's house, but (laughs) it's like, it, it feels like if you're closer to the front porch, so to speak, you're going to get a different action slash reaction to you being there and you doing stuff as opposed to if you're, you know, along a trail or uh, a path that they may use or something like that, it's it's like you're, you're gonna garner probably a more calculated, gentle response to something. Um, Cause this thing never, it never once like screamed or yelled or anything like that, but it didn't have to. I, I think it knew that we understood how just by how it moved that, okay, maybe, maybe don't mess with it because, you know, you have, you have those kinds of people in the military where you you look at a certain individual, you know, they've got all their gear on and they just kind of look, when you use a military term, they look squared away. and, you know, you, you, you kind of think, where were I, his enemy, would I mess with him? And the answer is probably no. Um, that's kind of the way it felt when it just kind of like walked off and it's taken like one step and it's already almost out of view. And you're just like, okay, I, I think I'm just going to leave it alone. And we're just kind of looking at each other, just dumbfounded. And that's the only word that I can use to describe the encounter is it takes a lot for somebody at that skill level and that aptitude with that equipment to be put in their place, if that makes sense. And just watching that thing move the way it did put us in our place like fairly easily. And I think it understood what it was going to take.
1: Um, so what, now that you had time to think about it, what, what do you think the encounter would have been had one of you guys pointed a weapon at it?
2: I think it probably would have... It would have probably been very similar to what happened. You know, it's still going to exfil the same way. It's going to move probably the same way. Um <laughs> because once you see once you see it turn and pick its head up, that's it. It's like uh that's definitely not some weirdo out in the middle of the wilderness and it's not a bear. So that that is a a stimulus in itself that you have to process before you can react
1: to it does that make sense yeah yeah because you still don't even though you know it's not a bear and you're now you're pretty sure it's not a human uh it's still you don't know what it is to just start shooting right i mean right because you're not like you said that's not what you're there for anyway and you're not trying to protect yourself really you're just trying to um figure out what is out there so yeah yeah i mean and, you know i mean look if you the... if you guys if you guys didn't so i so i'm just going to like all the shows and stuff i hear were hey we need to we need to kill one and bring it in i'm just putting it out there if you three were that close to one equipped like you i'm suspecting you guys are probably equipped if you guys didn't do it i'm not sure anybody's doing it i'm just gonna i'm just saying (laughs) think of it think of it this way if you go out there with that
2: intent and this thing has the intelligence like i feel it has your your chances of an encounter are probably slim unless you're on the front porch you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah
2: um but this it's there's this thing called positive identification right and it only takes one bullet strike from a friendly force for that to be considered positive identification of an enemy location right so if we're facing the same direction. And you're saying, you see the bad guy right there. And I say, no. And you shoot. And I see where your round hits. That's called bullet strike. That is a form of positive identification. So now I can start shooting that spot. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that does. It would have only taken one of us to do that. And all three of us were pretty quick on the trigger and in situations previously but that one it gave you more but like i said before you don't have a file folder for that encounter in your brain right you know the, the military does a pretty decent job of preparing you or your leaders if they're a good leader prepare you well for certain scenarios and certain situations and and you know If you encounter this, this is what your response needs to be. If you're doing this and this happens, you need to do that. And, you know, you train on it and you do it over and over and over and over again until it becomes muscle memory. But then you see something like that in the woods and it's like, I don't have a pre-designated response to what just happened.
1: I, I totally understand that. Yeah. Right. And, and that's, and that is what I'm, that goes back to what I was saying. I mean, if you guys are not the ones in that situation to, to do something like that, who, who is, you know, I mean, if, like you said, if you go out with that intent and, and as you believe the, the creature kind of know kind of has that feeling that, okay, you're not out here just to build a campfire and, and hang out, I'm not going anywhere in area, or at least I'm not going anywhere that you can know that I'm there. Right. You know? Or
2: I'm gonna do something over here. So if you get a little too close to I'm gonna keep using the same terminology, but if you're if you're too close to my front porch, I'm gonna go over here and make a noise to kind of draw you that way as opposed to you getting closer to my front porch.
1: Um, diversionary tactics. It's, 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 yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a good way to keep your front porch safe or keep, keep the people away, you know? Like, uh, so, so when you guys get done with this and get back to, um, I don't know what you would call base civilization, you know, whatever, did you guys talk to anybody else? and describe what happened and see if anybody else that had been out there had experienced anything or did you guys just kind of leave it alone So so
2: one thing I did do when when we got back and it was kind of like a a group effort between us three we kind of looked together on the computer um at the uh man the, the BR the BFRO um website where there's like the sightings and everything like that. And you can report one and you can see where other people have had sightings. Um, we went on that and there were some that were in the area, but it was nothing to the extent of, of what we had, you know, some person heard a howl, another person heard like a tree knock and, you know, I can't exactly remember what the, what the experiences were that were reported, but it was, it was nothing even close to, to what we had seen. And no, we did not report it. And no, we did not talk about it with our superiors. Um, that, that night we kind of like just, you know, throughout talking about everything until the sun came up, we were just like, yeah, this is probably one of those things. You just keep, keep to yourself, you know, cause you don't want, there's a certain level of trust that you have having that job. You know what I mean? And you don't want you that trust to be overshadowed by this guy's probably insane. You you see what I'm saying? Like you don't. I do.
1: I do and and to me, <laughs> okay. Look, and so, and that's you know, and that's something that the people who have these experiences keep fighting is you guys know you weren't insane. I mean, you guys are highly trained individuals, okay. So to me, if a if your superiors would have to know i mean they've trusted you how many different times to do how many different things and so now all of a sudden one time you come back and say hey look there was something out there that you know that we couldn't explain and it didn't seem right well now all of a sudden you're crazy you know what i'm saying that makes if if people are going to question you guys and what you saw in in your sanity then how on earth does just the average day per average everyday person ever going to feel comfortable with coming forward with what they saw because people are definitely going to say they're crazy so that's right. the thing that's the that's why i love the fact that you you know even though it's 12 years later have decided to come on and just say look i got to share this because you shouldn't people shouldn't be thought of as crazy for this. So, I don't think I don't think you're crazy. I don't think anybody listening to this to this story is thinking, "Oh man, that guy's just making that up. That's just nuts." Because well, how many <laughs> maybe not so much nowadays,
2: especially with how much information has become public, but how back in the day, let's just say late 80s, early 90s, right? Mhm. How many UFOs would a pilot have to report before
1: they were grounded and lost their wings? Oh, I, I mean, I've heard stories where they just told them, look, don't bother. It's too much paperwork. You know, and it was just common knowledge for pilots and um, just like commercial pilots, even just they were just like, we're just not going to talk about it. I mean, yeah, we saw it, we all saw something, but nobody wants it reported. Right. You know? And and so, so how many people then so, – and, and that's – so the place where you guys went had to be a place where there were s- s- excursions like yours probably took place on a semi – on a pretty regular basis at least. Like you guys weren't the first people out in that area, I'm guessing. No, but I can tell you just by – Looking
2: at the specific spot that we were at, like we chose the spot, right? Yeah. So we had this briefing about what we were going to be doing and they said, what looks good to you? And, you know, we looked at, we looked there and saw it was at one time, probably not too long after I was born, but at one time it was a logging road um okay and so there was again like very very old evidence of you know logging and things like that in that area but nothing recent you know there wasn't anything that i could look at where it was like hey somebody's been here recently or within the last couple of months even so somebody being there on a regular basis I would say no and the odds that somebody set up right where we set up is very slim to none because we're looking I mean we're looking at a gigantic map and we had like a kind of like a basic idea of where we wanted to go and what where because there was certain uh I don't want to get I don't want to say too much there was certain requirements that had to be met so that we could meet the
1: necessary standards.
2: Testing. necessary right.
1: testing yeah. yeah yes yeah I get, um, so, and, and so. we
2: felt that area would have done it perfectly and it did um we did we did accomplish what we needed to And, you know, everything, everything worked and all the stuff was, was good to go. And, but yeah, it was, I I don't think anybody had been there (sighs) probably, probably about a year or more prior to us being in that specific
1: spot. Well, so there was still a really good, oper- really good chance then that whatever that creature was, Bigfoot, it had it or some members of its, because I, I, I mean, it's impossible to have just one out there all by himself. I mean, I mean, if there's got to well, be that's, two, you that's know, my
2: thought process. Is there was there had to have been for for that one to be that. And again, using this term loosely for that one to be that brazen, it had to have like support. You know what I mean? yeah, hey, if something if something goes bad, I need you to come come out of the other tree line and scream so these guys all wet their pants and we can run off in the woods together or something something like you know what I mean? Like there had to yeah. be something. There had to be something else out there. And. But- and so, what because I, so based on how little we were able to detect that one with how big it was, it, <laughs> yeah. it just, it's like, thats
1: it's insane. So, the, so what I was, you know, what I'm trying to get at, though, is that they probably, like, those things have probably been there. They've probably been there for a long time. So even if somebody hadn't been there in a year, there's a good op, good chance that they had seen humans and maybe interacted right. with humans. Well, why'd the logging stop? Well, still trees there. <laughs> there you go. I mean, <laughs> it wouldn't be the first logging operation that stopped because really? of a, a, equipment malfunction. Yeah. So you're,
2: uh, I'm in, I'm in kind of like a unique position where, you know, you've heard, I'm, I don't even want to try to pick a number, thousands of reports and probably read and you know listen yeah, to thousands more yeah so i'm i'm at a disadvantage because i have not poured over this because i can't do it without thinking about that incident if that makes sense
1: of course so i yeah. haven't
2: i haven't really do i want to know what it was absolutely do I want to know how many of them there were? Sure. If I was in my prime, would I want to try to race it just to see how good I am? Absolutely. But I, I haven't poured over these, these instances and these reports and or, or anything like that. And you know, that this, this had to have been, you know, by chance because that Facebook page that you saw me on, I would, I was a member of it for like three
1: days and I was a member of it for like five minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally had been invited to be to join it. And your, that post was like the second like post I saw. Like I literally, I saw,
2: so, it was just something that came across my my social media feed, where this lady was. I mean, this old little little old lady came forward about her story and I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, well, put your, tuck your cojones away there, lady. I'll, I guess I'll tell, <laughs> tell my story because, because it's like, it is there, there is a certain level of, uh, I don't want to say like bravery or courage or or anything, but there is a certain level of testicular fortitude that it takes to come out with this because you just know there's going to be people that are going to try to pick your story apart they're gonna try and you know say well what about this what about that and they're also the other people are just going to call you crazy so i know what we encountered and i know that there's not a normal explanation for it but the, the lady came out and i'm like reading her story and it was pretty cool and i was just thinking you know if granny may can come out and tell her story then I could probably tell mine. And I'm like beating myself up for like three days, being a part of this group, seeing other people talk about their stuff. And you know, you have with every group, you have some people where you look at what they said and you're just like, I don't know if I can believe that. Or they just, they, they straight out come with. I believe, and I'm still, I still have the skeptical mindset of what it was, because a we didn't see it super clearly, right? Just enough to kind of get a, a basic shape of it and its eyes. Um, and I'm always going to be skeptical about it. Um that that could not have been what I saw because like I said, you just don't have a, a file folder in your brain for that. I mean, you see it on TV, you see it in movies and things like that, but that's not real life. And then all of a sudden something similar to what you've been seeing in, in movies and stuff. It's like, how did that get there? And you still try to write it off almost, but it's, you can't because it's not a bear. And, you know, for the listeners, you know, I've been in the woods my whole life. Um, I used to hunt in the Southern tier when I was a little kid and I would hunt regularly. Uh, not that this incident stopped it, but basically up until that incident, you know, I I don't hunt anymore. I'd like to, But I live in a place where that's not really possible, Um, which, you know, that's another story. But um, (laughs) I I just, I always, I'm always going to have that skeptical mindset towards it because I don't, because I don't understand what happened and my buddies don't understand what happened just for just how it moved and how quick it was how big it was it's just it doesn't make sense if that if that makes sense
1: yeah it totally I mean it totally makes sense I mean and that is uh that's also a common you know like you said you haven't had the you haven't I mean, listen to as many stories as I've, as I've heard. And I mean, I haven't listened to as many stories as a lot of other people heard on, on you know, have heard of as far as researchers and, and stuff. And it's, but that's just the common, like, and you've had a real experience and uh, you can't wrap your head around it. Um, that's just a common thing because it's like you said, it's not supposed to exist. You're not supposed to right. be out there with something that, supposed to be a fairy tale or you know we don't have we don't have one in the zoo so it certainly can't be real if you can still basically put like a bear
2: you know even though a bear is extremely powerful and they're extremely large and in moments they can be extremely fast it's still based in what what is like the physical world you know what i mean mm-hmm. whereas this its abilities and the way it did things i mean i was with some of the some people that could be considered professional and olympic athletes with how they were physicality wise this thing is on a whole other level so to try to wrap your head around that in a physics-based world how is that possible i mean how can something that big move that quickly without making that much noise and without affecting the environment around it like it should have um that's to me that's just right there how how can somebody go out there and expect to shoot one of these things when that's what you're up against I mean people go hunting for bear all the time and come back empty-handed and people go fishing all the time we have you know I got the Husker Husker do 6,000 rod and reel with the brand new flippy flap bass uh, bass lure And they come back and they didn't catch a darn thing. So it's like, how do you expect to go out into the wilderness in this thing's domain and come back with any form of physical evidence other than, hey, we saw a footprint and we pictured, we took a picture of it and we made a cast. We got this weird hair sample and look, there's some weird poop. You know what I mean? Like there's no way you can go out into this thing's playground and come out with some sort of physical evidence unless it wants you to. And I don't think we're there yet because what was that? What's that show with the big,
1: the big dude, Bobo? Oh, yeah. Is that Uh Expedition finding Bigfoot. Bigfoot or, Find, Expedition or Finding Bigfoot. Finding Bigfoot. Expedition Bigfoot's the one that's yeah, it's finding Bigfoot. I mean, I'm watching these people go out, and first of all,
2: they they make more noise moving through brush and everything than than all get out. And they hear a noise over here, and then every single person goes over there and checks out that noise. Well, nobody has really gone with the thought process of it's making a noise over here maybe i should keep going the direction that i'm going not that i would want to have a close up encounter with one of these things and see it where it has to feel like it's got to protect itself or its family or its friends or whatever um because just based off of what i saw how this thing can move and everything like that (laughs) you can have you know uh super duper extendo mags on your weapon and all the fancy hoo-ha lights and optics and things like that and i don't think it's going to make much of a difference
1: i just can't get over the fact that you're questioning Mm -hmm. whether bobo is was as well trained is as well trained as you were well, no, that's In just my of- point. <laughs> I know. I like, saying, what would What would happen? What would happen? How could he, how could he do, If you guys couldn't, couldn't detect it, was a sneak? How could he? <laughs>
2: well, not only that, but you know, with the especially the amount of noise that that every, that they all make, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, I watched like half an episode. I was like, this is stupid. I couldn't watch it anymore. I I like that they go out and they have like the town hall meeting and they're like, who's, who's had a, an experience. And they go to those locations and things like that, but you can't hope with that much noise, that much, you know, I mean, you, you can't, there there's, you're just not going to be successful. And. Yeah. The, you don't, you, you, don't go I was deer, making,
1: you don't go hunting for deer or anything else in that manner. And those th- and, and those animals aren't nearly as smart as we're trying to as we believe bigfoot is so wh- why could you yeah right well yeah something something that
2: has an obvious uh thought process where it can you know dictate its next move but th- that that brings up one of the other questions when we were talking earlier we're like you know there's, I have no way of knowing how many human encounters this thing has had. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it knew how to, uh, act or react to, to a certain thing. Like what, if we put a weapon up on it, like, what is that, what, what does it do? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what this thing knew. And that to me was troubling because in, in a lot of tactical situations that, that me and my buddies have been in, you know, you're, it's almost like you're able to predict because you've studied, you know what I mean? You have, you know, the kind of weaponry they've got, you know, the kind of tactics they're going to follow, you know, this, you know, that, and You know, the terrain, you know, the area, blah, blah, blah. So you can kind of predict, Hey, if we come over here, this is what they're going to do. And we're going to do this to counter that and blah, blah, blah. Well, you don't, nobody knows what this thing's going to do unless you, it, it comes on your back porch and you chill with it on the weekends and it, you know, you learn some of its behavior. Like, there's some fantastical stories that I've seen where, you know, this, the whole community knows that, hey, that guy, he talks to them or he knows where they're at or they come through his property or whatever. And it's just, it's like, even he doesn't know how they're going to react to certain things. You know what I mean? So, how can you expect to go out there with. A hunting rifle, right, with just a scope on it, and come back with a Bigfoot body. First of all, I wouldn't recommend that, and second of all, you, you're we're we're past the the technology point with this thing because we had we had a lot <clears throat> we had a lot of technology out there. And somehow, some way, it was able to negate hundreds of thousands of technology. I mean, has anybody ever? Maybe you know. Has anybody ever gotten a picture on a trail cam that you can be like, "Yep, that's a Bigfoot"? Or,
1: or is it, I, ha- I have not. I have not personally seen one. I know people that claimed to have gotten them, <clears throat> but they do not like to come forward with uh they certainly don't it seems to me like the people with the fake ones want to put them out there and the people with legitimate real ones are the ones that don't want to put them out there and i don't know i don't know i mean i do understand i so if you had one in your backyard okay if you knew you had some in the woods you like a family a pod or whatever they want to call them a big big foot out and out on your property in your back 50 acres. Um, would you really want to show like the video that you caught them walking see? No, because you no, know because there's everybody this, and their brother would be there. Yeah. This something I've I've noticed about this
2: community, and I'm not I'm not dogging to anybody at all, but something I've noticed about this community where it's like somebody has a sighting somewhere and it's like dude that's where we have to go we've got to go there and we got to check it out that person doesn't want you on their property but they 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 just don't i mean what what would have happened if finding bigfoot would have found one everybody and their mother would have gone to that spot you know what i mean Mm -hmm. You'd have all these people beating on trees, hooting, hollering in the woods at two o'clock in the morning. And people that live in that area are just like, this needs to stop. So, I mean, look at what happened with uh, Skinwalker Ranch. You know, Bigelow didn't even want it anymore. Because of how difficult it was to keep people out because somebody always wanted to go there and try to check it out. and he couldn't couldn't wrap his head around figuring everything out there. And I don't know who's
1: got it now, but the guy that has a TV
2: show. <laughs> on the, um, There's a guy that has a TV show on Skinwalker Ranch.
1: yeah, yeah, there is. it's It's on for second or third year. yeah. It's called the Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. It's pretty. It's actually pretty good. Well, I'll eat my hat because <laughs> I. It, no, seems, I mean, it seems to me that Bigelow got all the information he wanted to get out of it, and then decided, okay, we we have kind of or or, or it was just a, a a pit. You
2: know, I've dumped this much money in here. What do I have to show for it? Probably nothing. Bigelow's a, a millionaire, probably a billionaire. You know, he—I'm sure he's very calculated with what he spends and
1: what what yield he gets out of things. Well, and what you're just—you know—come kind of what we're talking about, that's uh, close to, not too far away from here, in is Minerva, Ohio, one of the a really famous case in the late '70s, early '80s was the Minerva Monster. And which Seth Breedlove has done a really good documentary on. But that happened. It made national news. um, And there was there were film crews, news crews, radio, you know, all kinds of newspaper people lining the road to these people's house. And then people would just show up like with guns, like they were going to go onto the property and they were going to they were going to find this monster. And it became a sideshow, you know, and, and kind of a almost kind of jokey, you know, and it wasn't until however many years later, you know, they, you know, some people finally got into really investigate it. And and there's, there actually is stuff reputed to be going on now, but at the time it just turned into a, you know, 40 some years ago, turned into a circus and, the people wish they had never said anything. Right. Well, that's exactly my point. Yeah. And and
2: I, I feel like these creatures know, like, Hey, somebody takes a legit video of us, you know, that we're going to have to leave because it's game over at that point. The same thing that happened over there is going to happen here. So we got to, we got to leave. And there's, there's one dude that I listened to as far as Bigfoot goes and it's, uh, it's the Bob Gimlin guy on YouTube. Okay. And I just listened to his, the way he thinks about things and how he rationalizes certain things. It, it's very interesting to me. He's very, very well-spoken and, He doesn't just do bigfoot like he did the uh uh the british were in africa and the workers in africa were getting just destroyed by these two lions or these three lions it was two or three i can't remember but he basically did a whole story on that and how hard it was for the british military to go there and kill three lions right or two lions i can't remember which what it was but these things would come into their little military post and take people even if they like defended it they would put spikes and stuff like that and these lions would come in and still take workers and drag them off and you could hear them dragging them off and chewing on them and stuff like that just out of eyesight so you take something like that, something we know in the physical world, people kill lions all the time, whether it's legal or not. Uh, I've heard stories of people killing Bigfoot, but I've not seen one single shred of physical evidence. Unless, unless I'm wrong, I could be wrong
1: because I don't, I haven't dug so deep. Yeah. In I've, I'm, you know, I have not even really heard a good story about, I've heard stories of people taking shots, but I've never really even heard, I've never heard anybody claim that they actually killed one. So, but, um, I'm sure there, uh, I gotta believe that there, there has been throughout the years, uh, somebody's got a shot on one and probably killed one. Because it seems to me they've been around for a long time. So I can't well, believe Well, there's
2: that. no doubt. I mean, there's yeah.
1: there's cave drawings of these things. Yeah. Right?
2: It, it, where you look at it and you're like, that can literally be nothing else but that. Right? It's, that it's sitting correct, next yeah. to the deer. It's sitting next to the iguana. It's sitting next to the the fish. And then there's that. Like, that's that's what
0: it
1: is. Yeah. The, the, whether it was a native American or, you know, uh, some, you know, another indigenous person. I mean, it's not like they saw the fish, saw the Buffalo, saw the bird. And then we're like, you know what? I'm going to make something up. Let's make up this bigfoot looking creature. You know, it's not, that's not how it works. (laughs) And we'll pass it down for centuries verbally through our,
2: (laughs) through our traditions Uh, just so 400 500 years down the road, we're going to pull fast on them. Yeah. And we're going (laughs) to let them know that. Gotcha. (laughs) No, I I don't think that's the case at all, but I mean, and, and those people lived in the wilderness, right? So the wilderness was their domain as well. So it makes sense that they're able to at least encounter it and see what it looks like. But they didn't have night vision they didn't have thermal imagery they didn't have all this stuff they didn't have satellites they had their eyeballs which i mean unless you eat a lot of carrots you really can't see that great at night without some sort of light source so how did they draw it did they see it in the daytime or did they have a real close encounter at night that begs the question
1: exactly yeah that's a great that's a great question you almost think they had to have daytime encounters at some point right so, and it and or, throughout throughout or all lit, the time it learned beside them you know right
2: almost, yeah. and I I think there are actually Native American stories that talk about you know hey we used to coexist with these things and then we had to you know go to their cave because they started stealing our children or our women or whatever. We had to go to their cave and stand there with bow and arrow and basically throw fire and stuff into the cave and kill them all. Like, is that, if there's a story like that out there, how can we refute that? That's people, it's like prior to the invention of lying. So, how do you how do you how do you look at something like that that's been passed down through tradition and in cultures and say yeah this thing doesn't exist? Yeah, I agree.
1: I agree. I, I totally. Well, and here's the thing: is you know, so because you you've had that experience, so so there's no and you're still trying to you know you know and you're still trying to rationalize all these other things and 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 kind of um kind of make a box to fit it all in you know and you're not just guessing or hoping you, you know you you actually saw it with your own eyes so right and i'm trying to
2: i'm trying to come to terms with know a couple of things like i you know didn't hear it right i there would be no way for me to chase this thing down not not through that and not how with how fast it was and now i'm i'm too old right i'm not gonna i'm not gonna (laughs) i'm not gonna use sam bolt after this thing it's not gonna happen um but that It just, it was impressive. And I got the impression that it knew it would be impressive to us. You know, like you might get a glimpse, but you're not, you're not going to, you're not going to touch me. You're not going to, you're not going to get close enough to, to grab me or, or shoot me or
1: whatever. Well, I would certainly, you know, I, I, I would certainly hope that somebody hears this and has had an experience in that same, you know, kind of figured out like maybe where you guys were and had a, either they were part of a logging crew that got, you know, driven out or they, you know, some, some other, uh, some other guys in the military that uh, maybe had an experience and they're like, man, uh, I, I, that's that sounds like what happened to me, or sounds like the same place where I was, and uh, and I'm I'm sorry region. that the location is very vague. Oh, that's okay. And you know, it's it's like you said though. If you know, you know, you know. So yeah. so the only people that would have experiences out there would be people similar to your situation, or if somebody had been out there logging, probably. So
2: and you know. I'm sure somebody maybe at some point had been camping, not right where we were, but there's there's areas not far from there where there's campsites and and things like that. So
0: I'm sure, you know, Joe and Sandy were –
2: eating sandwiches one night and you know had something weird happen it's it's it just there's there's no way not it could have been something that they that they brushed off because what if we just told our buddy you know hey don't stop messing with us we know that was you that whistled you know what i mean yeah
1: yeah exactly
2: i would have nothing to talk about and i wouldn't You know what I mean? I would have, Mm -hmm. there'd be nothing. Maybe. Who knows what it would have done after that, if it didn't get our attention.
1: Yeah. And there are, there are a lot of, there are a lot of people that I've talked to that when they start adding stuff up over the years, then they go, you know, once they have like an experience and then they're like, so now I wonder if 10 years ago when this happened, if that's what what I was, you know, I was experiencing it at that level. And then five years ago when that happened, if I was experiencing at a different level, you know what I'm saying? So they start the, you know, they have an experience that has everything in it. And then they start the parts of it. They had experienced parts of it prior, but just thought, oh, it was something else, or it was just their imagination. But then they're like, man, maybe I was experiencing uh, a Bigfoot, but not, The full-blown sighting you know we heard it or we smelled it or it was it messed around with something you know so that's the those experiences are really common and a lot of people you know start putting two and two together and figure out that hey i've been experiencing stuff all along i just hadn't seen it with my own two eyes well that's
2: that's kind of what i said to you uh when we were talking before where it's like you know i after this and I was thinking about it and, you know, it took me, it took me a long time to, to, you know, look into, you know, any type of, of similar sightings or reports or anything like that. After, after this one happened, um, you know, I'd still go out into the woods and out into the field and everything like that, uh, do training and stuff out there it's like i've had some weird i I, after this one you kind of look at it and you're like huh i wonder if that time when i was in the woods and and i heard this noise or i felt this thump or whatever i wonder if that could have been something else as opposed to just shrugging it off and and carrying on you know what i mean yeah so it, it does kind of make you look at I mean, because if any anybody who's been in, like, real deep woods has had some form of weird thing happen or another, you know, they might not have been able to put their finger on it or point at one uh, root cause, right? But something weird, something possibly unexplainable. So what what is the catalyst for... You know, digging into it a little bit, like what what does it take? Does it take like a sighting like mine, or just does it take a more inquisitive mind?
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I maybe maybe there's a lot of people that don't want to know. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to know if because it might ruin the experience for them if they think there's something like that out there. I right. firmly well, believe not only that. Not that,
2: but there's like like. Some people see a snake and they're like, nope. And they just walk in the opposite direction. You know what I mean? It could be something similar to that. Yeah. It's that's like me. you hear a noise you and talking? you're just like, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> going over there.
1: you talking about That's me. If I see a snake, <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> 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 what are you talking about? Yeah, I totally, I totally understand that. Some, some people, the the fear of the unknown is way too great. and uh, And maybe you can't blame them. You know, you can't blame them. Not everybody's equipped to uh, mentally, physically, or or whatever, to to discover something that um, they weren't expecting. You know, some people just want to just want to be as is and uh, go through life. You know, I can't say that I blame them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, JB, I'm I am glad that. That you were a member of that page for a couple days, and I was on it for five <laughs> minutes because I'm glad to uh, <laughs> to to have been able to reach out to you and uh, have you come on and and share because I, I mean, like I said, this we had a great discussion before, and I think this was another great discussion. And I hope everybody that uh, that tunes in enjoys the you know your particular insight and uh, some of the questions and points that you've made for sure. And hopefully somebody out there with similar experiences and similar circumstances um, will reach out so that, uh, you know, I think it would be wild to to get to get somebody re- to reach out from the same area and uh, say, yeah, man, I, this is what happened to me. That would be so. that would be pretty mm-hmm. nuts. But if I've made somebody
2: feel more comfortable in in sharing an experience that happened to them that maybe they've been thinking about for a while or maybe they've been beating themselves up lately about it where you know I mean, I don't have anything to gain by by coming out. You know what I mean? I don't there no, is no there's no reward I can get for coming forward other than I can finally get it off of my chest because it's just been there for, and it's, it's been there for a while. And I've just, I haven't, I haven't come out with it, but if, if maybe somebody's got it just kind of weighing on their mind, um, and they needed that little extra whatever to to come forward and, and talk about it. You know, I thought when I came out, I was fully ready for all the uh all the bad. You know what I mean? Like I was fully ready for people to go, you're nuts, you're crazy, you're stupid, you're a liar, blah blah blah. I was I was ready for it. Because I, I I just knew in my mind that it would happen and I was completely blown away with uh the support and just I never actually thought people would start asking me questions about it what did you think of this and what did you think of that and did you see this or did you smell that or whatever and it's just like I I don't even know how to respond because I wasn't even thinking about any of the positive that could have possibly resulted in me coming out with the story but it I, I am i'm still kind of humbled by it when and, and i i appreciate it and i appreciate you contacting me and i appreciate you
1: letting me be on your show and everything like that and um oh no hey i i tell you what i'm i'm humbled to have uh to have you to have you on and have you share it. i mean um you know it's it's you know just your military service and, and protecting people like us that get, you know, so we can sit back here and have podcasts and do stuff like this and uh, enjoy the uh, freedom to do it. I mean, we owe, we all owe you, you know, a debt of gratitude and, and just to listen to what you have to say, you know, I mean, at the very least everybody can do that, you know? So, well, as long
2: as it was done while there were supportive people back home,
1: then it was worth it.
0: Hmm.
1: So I I, uh, appreciate that as as well. Yeah. So I, I, once again, I just want to thank you for, uh, for coming on. And I think, uh, I think people are going to uh, enjoy what you had to say. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to hearing, hearing the response. I am too. I'm going to, (laughs) I'm going
2: to start following the podcast and everything like that because I don't, again, like I don't, well, I sit at home and watch, watch like a YouTube video every now and then. Sure. But I'm not like, I haven't ever really investigated things and I've never felt the need or the want to go back out in the woods with, with that thought in mind where I want to
1: find one of these, but maybe one day, I don't know. Well, I, I said it to you before, if anybody's starting a team together that wants to go out and really find one, I think JB's your man. So you know, <laughs> I think he's just, not that I want to be your agent and, and get a cut of it, but I think you're the I think you're the first guy, the first guy I'm, uh, I'm building the team around. Just oh, just say it. Just saying
2: just I, I am retired i'm not dead i'm retired <laughs> even
1: better even better <laughs> well th- hey thanks jb and uh you know i'm um I'm, I'm looking like i said i'm looking forward to see, here see if we get some response from this and find somebody that had a s- similar experience in that area so i think that would be pretty cool i think it would too
2: like i said if if it helps anybody else come out with their story then then uh there that that's all the reason I need to come out and and say what i say what I did.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time.
2: Never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking
0: in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> <laughs>